With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. another episode of that's a rap podcast i'm trying to include the word you know the fact that we're champions now but i don't know what i'm saying anyways uh it's your co-host jay rosales uh, i'm joined by dre say what up hey everybody uh if you're still not in bed after the really exhausting but amazing parade uh welcome back to the show uh we're all still very exhausted yeah but we couldn't be happier i we also have Jason with us, who uh, all three of us went to the parade, as I'm sure millions of you listeners did. Yes. Uh, we even have millions of listeners. Uh, Jay, what's going on? Oh, man, how's it going, man? It, it's kind of strange now that we're not doing our post-game pods, to be honest. Like, I, I'm sad, but I'm also not sad because we won the championship. But as well, you know, it doesn't mean that we're going to stop doing these pods, which I love. Thank you, guys, again, for the love that you've shown. Um, all the listeners, um, you know, happy for all of us. But that don't mean that we're going to stop because the off season is just another season. But until we continue, uh, Jay, I think we got a we got a guest on today. Yes, oh. yes, we do. A very, very special guest. Now, we, we always like to say that uh, this is a podcast that's by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans. And I couldn't think of a bigger Raptors fan than fellow Raptors HQ writer, uh, host of the Locked On Raptors podcast, and co-author of a very exciting new book called We the Champs. It's Sean Woodley. Welcome aboard, buddy. Yes, sir. Welcome aboard, Sean. <laughs> Thanks for the warm welcome, guys. How's it going? Good. This, is, this has Couldn't been a be long better. time. This has been a long time waiting, man. We wanted Sean on for quite some time. Yes. <laughs> and now uh, all it took was us winning the championship to ha- make it happen. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we secretly um, asked Sean, but he was like, "Not until we win the championship." Not, not, not. Nice. But I mean, I guess, I guess, I mean, th- I think that's a great place to start. I mean, yes, I mean, the last time you heard our voices, uh, we were, you know, bouncing off the walls because the Raptors <laughs> just won the championship. We weren't really that coherent. So obviously, we sound a little bit more, you know, composed now. We've had—I I can't believe it's already been an entire week since. We won the championship. It still feels like it happened yesterday. Um, but what did not happen yesterday and what's been happening for a while is a whole lot of celebrating. And that parade was something else. And it was a long time coming. And I, you know, before we, you know, kind of uh, jump into Sean's book and talk about all the things that are happening around the league, I just kind of want to, you know, get your your thoughts guys on on the parade all of us were there so um yeah mm-hmm. i mean i guess i'll throw it over to you dre first like you know where were you at what'd you feel about the parade like was it everything you you wanted like what are your thoughts yeah so uh, i was in a bit of a peculiar spot i was in nathan phillips square which um you could say that every part of the parade had 
everything in the world happening, but Nathan Phillips Square really did because it's been actually officially announced that this was the longest, by far the longest NBA champions parade that there ever was because of all of the backup, which on the day of, you know, you're impatient. You're like, I want to see the Raptors, you know, like I've waited since eight in the morning, which Jason, I, I'm not even going to compare. Like you were there since like five in the morning, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but it still, still feels very long when you're there like around eight, eight thirty. So, you know, you're waiting, you're waiting. And then they finally show up and it's like, yes, this is amazing. Ah, oh, crap, Doug Ford's there as well, but hey, I'll take it, whatever, just to see the Larry O'Brien, uh, to see the MVP trophy, to hear the speeches, everything was fantastic. Unfortunately, you know, like a lot of good things, there has to be a bit of a damper, and uh, if you did hear if you uh, about the shootings, if not, there were um, a couple of shootings that happened uh, around the back side of, of Nathan Phillips Square towards... Uh, towards where the Eden Center is, as opposed to like right where the stage is. And unfortunately there was a bit of a, bit of a stampede, uh, a dispersing of the crowd. And unfortunately your, your humble co-host was a part of all that. And that was not fun. Um, that was not fun at all. But once things settled down a little bit and we realized that everybody is safe for the most part, and those who should have been picked up were picked up and, and, and arrested, things were all right. You know, it's one, it's one of those things where something bad happens and it shakes you up. But in hindsight, the, the greater things won. The speeches mm-hmm. kept going. Obviously, they addressed what was happening, told everybody to settle down. Everything was fine. And in the end, love won. Why was there a, a huge delay? Because too many people came because we loved the Raptors so much. That's like and... the best excuse <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> It's it's true. The fact that we were pouring out onto the expressway is insane when you think about it. So, you know, w- with all of that being said, was it worth it? Yes, for the very split few seconds and minutes at a time, where various things happened. We got to sing Oh Canada. We had the air show above us. Uh, we briefly heard Kawhi speak. Uh, sure, we heard Justin Trudeau. You know getting excited you know politics aside at least you have a leader of a country which sounds like one of us very excited mm-hmm. going crazy that that the national team won and you know with all of that stuff in mind absolutely it was fantastic so i mean jason since you were there in the heat of it five in the morning i want to hear what your what your thoughts Ooh. are because that was right behind that was right behind you yeah uh yeah like like you said i was there at at I think uh five thirty five forty five area or a time and it was it was uh it, rough at times it was probably when the sun came out around like one p m that was really blaring that's when like dehydration was a real thing and you access to the bathroom wasn't very accessible of course uh and all of that and you're trying not to eat too much trying not to drink too much and then I'm more focused on like the well being of others so I was with my sister and my brother in law and I was more like, you know what, I'm just more concerned about them. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you can't, there's not so much blame we can throw around because it, it, it could have been so much more organized, of course. But, you know, this hasn't happened in the last 24, 25 years. Uh, this hat or 26, I guess. And this, 
the amount of crowd that was there, there were bar- barricades for the parade route, but no one's going to care. Right. And I don't think for that kind of length of a, of a parade, there's enough like bike barricades to do that anyway. So I think there's a lot to be a lot to learn for next time because there will be a next time. Uh, it was rough, but each time and I tell this to everybody who asked me what I was there, I, I honestly when it was getting really uh, hectic and struggling and people were pushing, it was getting frantic. When they showed anything, honestly, anything when it came to the Raptors, like some of the open gym stuff, some of the highlights, you kind of got this boost of energy because you realize what you're there for. And you you realize, you know, you're we're waiting for something that's never happened in my, at least our generation. So it was worth it. Uh, you have to wait like every single time they play something in video, you had to wait another hour. So that was rough, but they would come back with something more motivating. So like it was it was a struggle for sure. Um, do I regret it? Absolutely not. Do I think it should have been better? Of course. Do I, but I will give them a little bit of leeway because this is not every. This is everybody's first time, and it was it was something of. I was so glad to be a part of something that was so so massive. Uh, Jay, I think you were also at the parade, right? Yeah, yeah. I parked myself. Uh, you know, I couldn't get there as early as you, but I parked myself at the end of the parade, and uh, you know, I'm patting myself on the back now because. You know, all the buses have to stop there, right? And so it was and, and you. The, it was your fault. <laughs> oh, effing right! Like I, th- this is where they disembark, right? And 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 walk up to the stage and whatever. But because they're all stopped there, um, and, and I was shaded, you know, I I can't complain. I had the best. I I want to say I had the best best spot in the parade um, because I, I was hearing that like you know people are fainting left, right, and center, right? Because you you yeah. got no shade, you're out in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on the flip side, I, I, I am the one who had to wait the longest. I didn't see a, a, you know, a single person pass by until two 30 in the afternoon, but that's that, you, you know, you, you wait 24 years. What's, what's five hours, six hours, whatever. Right. But, um, I believe Sean, you were a little bit earlier, like a little bit closer to, like, I think you were the one who actually saw the parade, like at a much earlier vantage point than any of us. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was not doing the nathan phillips thing i respect anyone who did it but like i figured i'll watch it earlier on and then maybe try to like relocate a little bit and it ended up being kind of easy because the parade moves so slowly you could kind of relocate pretty easily and like find a new spot um so yeah i went to like right near jurassic park right at york and bremner and like we got there at about 8 30 or so i think and people were like on the one side on the east side of york they had like barricades and it was blocked off at the curb on the west side there were no barricades and when we first got there we were like oh yeah we'll just abide the curb and that that's that makes sense that's mm-hmm. like, like the parade needs to go down the road that that this this adds up and then at like 9 30 the cops were like yeah yeah just everyone just move in the middle of the of the of the road now let's just go ahead and it was like okay <laughs> the parade to go and so, yeah, I think that's kind of where the big hang-up really sort of the parade, like all the vehicles in the parade, probably like an hour just to pass us. Like it was crazy just to get from like the the turn onto York all the way up to university. It was pretty nuts. Um, but it was cool because we got to see, I guess, more of the players because they went by so slowly. And like Nick Nurse was like, paused and hit like the, his truck was stopped right in front of where i was for like i don't know 15 minutes because they had to clear up at the up at the intersection with the university in, in front there and it was so full there 
cool. Although I, I'd imagine like the guys probably got tired by the end of it, but at oh, yeah. the same time, I feel like a lot of the guys were kind of soaking it up and making every second count. Like Marcus all was the entire time <laughs> in the 15 minutes it took him to pass by doing his thing and like doing the crazy arms. And Eric Moreland was on like <laughs> Marcus all duty to make sure he didn't fall off the bus. He was like holding onto his shirt. <laughs> at times. Yeah, that was great. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, all, yeah, it was like, not the best planned thing in the world. And then I, after the parade pass where we were, I like relocated, went to a bar, got a couple of beers, charged my phone, and then walked up to Nathan Phillips. And I walked out of the path right at Bay and Queen, like right as they were introducing everybody. And that was great. And then like five minutes later, all the weird stuff happened. Yeah. And it kind of like sapped all the energy from where I was and no one was really feeling anything and yeah. kind of missed most of the speeches until we heard Kawhi do his laugh thing. And that was like, oh yeah, okay, we feel good now. We're ready to go. Let's go drink more beer. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much uh, my day. Bizarre around that, like all the, you know, the shooting stuff and the stampedes and the uncertainty of what was going on. But for the most part, it was worth the waiting around. And it, it, I, I had a good time for sure. Yeah, nice, man. If I was at home looking at all of the aerial coverage and people like coming out of their cars on the highway like just to see like a glimpse of the parade i'd be pissed if i wasn't there honestly so i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad that i was part of something so miraculous because I, I don't like you don't see uh, from the pictures from the vantage point of the players like their insta stories and it's just crazy what they see and from from i guess my perspective like being in the in the heart of nathan phillips like i was in front of the right screen, I think. Uh, I didn't know how big the crowd was, and then they finally showed something on the screen around 10 a.m. when the when the uh, parade was supposed to start, and then you see everything. You're like, "Holy crap! This is this is not something we've ever seen before." And am I yeah. part of that? Like, that's you know when you're like on. Uh, like Tower of Terror, and you're like, oh, I can kind of see my house, or I'm gonna try to see my house. Like you see those aerial views, and you're trying to see where you are. There's no chance. Like it's it's it was incredible. I I don't I you know of course I I regret. I actually I don't regret anything, but I mean I, I'm sad that stuff like you know the shootings and the the people climbing on barricades and the and the uh, the flares the going off. Yeah, the archway. Like those are just dumb people. But out of the two million people, you're gonna have some you know stupid people out of out of them but yeah again I, i'm not going to be sad about it but but think about that number you just said right two million i think it, it even in blossomed up to like three million like three million is like it's an insane number right like we all knew this going into this when we attended this this parade but to actually see it in pictures is like this is <laughs> this is not real this is like yeah. i don't know i felt like Kawhi had a selfie in front of the zombie apocalypse or something like it was like right. it was insane seeing those numbers and and the only other thing i, I got to mention in terms of what blew my mind about it um was that you know you know sean you mentioned it in terms of like people were just you know the the barricades were like not doing their job or, or there were just weren't enough and people were just kind of in the middle of the road i was astonished i don't know about you guys i never heard a single thing about anyone getting run over like even just like True. like not a single story about like a tire or something going over someone's foot back like people were like on the freaking road right and yeah that that kind of blew my mind that that never, no reports of that ever happened throughout never this. Never even thought about that. Actually. Five and a half hour parade, right? <laughs> At the heart of this is like we're celebrating a championship here, right? And um, and that's kind of the a big portion of of, of why we brought Sean on to to this uh, to today's episode because um, you know 
like, I don't know, I, I, it felt like it was like minutes after the Raptors won the championship. <laughs> all of a sudden he tweets out, hey, by the way, I co-wrote a book. So uh, the book is called We the Champs, uh, the Toronto Raptors historic run to the 2019 NBA title. I, I can't put into words how excited uh, I was to hear about this. Mm-hmm. Um, more so, I mean, I guess more so the fact that, that you co-wrote this. Uh, along with Alex Wong. Uh, you both are great writers. Um, Sean, I mean, I, I don't know where to start with the question, but but like, how did this, uh, I guess, how did this come about? Like, how did you, like, at what point did you and Alex say, hey, you know what, we should, you know, kind of put together this kind of commemorative book. Like, how did it all start? Yeah, so it kind of came together very quickly. Uh, there's this, uh, the publisher that we worked with, Triumph Books, they do a book every year. Uh, sort of commemorating the title winner and so at the start of every finals they'll reach out to people from each side and get a couple people to write it and so Alex had been approached in like 2016 when the Raptors made the conference finals and they were like hey if they make the finals you want to write this book he's like yeah sure uh definitely if they make the finals it'd be the conference finals for sure I will do the book knowing he'd never have to write a word um (laughs) and so I guess they just kept him in mind and then the final started and you know he's got his own stuff with Yahoo and everything else he's doing and he just didn't really have the time to do everything on his own. So he reached out to me and you know asked if I wanted to help it out and I was super happy to do so. And so we found out about the book. I think we got like our contract and everything signed same day the final started or like the day before. I think it was the same day. I think it was the Thursday. And we had to have pretty much – 90% of the book written by the Monday because they needed to have in the event of like a sweep, they had to have everything ready to go and like laid out and everything to publish right away. Hmm. And so that was a very busy sort of time. And, you know, we kind of split it up and the book is basically profiles of all the main people involved. You know, you got Masai, Nick Nurse, uh, Kawhi, Kyle, Gasol, Abaka, Siakam, everybody involved. Um, and then you have feature type thing sort of breaking down what happened during the regular season and then just like pretty detailed breakdowns of every single playoff game that's sort of the crux of the book is just going through the playoff run and that was the part that i was tasked with mostly i got to do the uh sixers and bucks series in in full and doing those was was a lot of fun because i kind of got to go back and relive those very insane series and you kind of forget some of the stuff that happens like, Oh yeah, I forgot Kawhi dunked on three dudes at once in game five. Uh, yeah. six. That was awesome. I forgot he dunked on Joel Embiid later in that same game. Also awesome. Um, so that was cool. And, and so, yeah, we had to just like whip those together pretty quickly so they could start laying out the book. And then it was just kind of like, as the finals games happened, we filled stuff out. Um, and then, you know, the last night of the season when they won in, in golden state, we had to have a final recap and like a piece on the finals MVP written and that was it. And we sent it in and it was published like hours later. And I mean, yeah, it was, it was kind of quick and kind of unexpected. Like when I started the finals, I was kind of bummed out because I didn't get credential to cover it because damn Daniel Reynolds got the credential for HQ. That bastard, but uh, it ended up working out well. And so I kind of just like dedicate my time doing the book. Wow, that's amazing. That's so I, cool. Especially man. like what, when you were saying about how like you know Alex was asked about it back in 2016. That's that's uh, quite a story, and I'm sure that that's not known by a lot of people. Um, so then, if I were to ask you, then your your favorite part of this whole like the entire like I know it was absolutely rushed, but like, did you have a favorite part of this whole process? I think it was just like going back and 
games and like watching the condensed games from the Sixers and Bucks series and just sort of reliving like, oh my God, so much happened in these games. I forgot Pascal Siakam tripped Joel Embiid in game two or game three of, of the of Oh my second gosh, round. right, <laughs> right, yeah. And like hurt his calf and then everything was a like a nightmare and then, you know, Pascal's like, ruled quote, doubtful for game four right before game four and everything's like doom and gloom and it's like oh my god it's all gonna come crashing down mm-hmm. and then Kawhi hits that three and just sort of like reliving the story of the, of the playoffs was really fun I, I enjoyed it a lot and also going back to and kind of the feature on the regular season and how it unfolded and it was very poetic the way it did really and sort of you know how every little event sort of coincided with something that ended up mattering at the end I mean you had like you know, the, those two games against the Clippers and Warriors in the regular season where they win both of them. They're fantastic. There's no Kawhi for those games. It's kind of indicative of the sort of struggle, I think, between the Kawhi and Kyle offenses over the course of the, the first part of the year. Mm-hmm. In that game against the Warriors, JV goes down, and then him being injured kind of directly leads to the need to trade for Gasol. And then the day JV is supposed to come back, Gasol gets acquired. And, you know, then the next game after that is the DeMar game and there's all that stuff as he returned and they stole the ball from him and like Kawhi and Kyle converged for it. That was super poetic, too. It was uh, it was kind of a wild season to think back. And so like forgetting all that stuff, researching it and just going back through my notes from games way earlier in the season, that was kind of fun. And sort of it gave me a little bit more of of an appreciation of the journey because, man. This was a crazy season where a lot yeah. of stuff happened and there was no consistency whatsoever. And there were a lot of sort of standout games. And so that was kind of the thing that I liked about it most was just getting to relive it all. Uh, yeah, so, Sean, if if while you're writing this, uh, I'm, I'm wondering, like, as if because I haven't I haven't written or read this yet because it's still what as we recorded, it's still in pre-order. But I want to know, like, while you're writing it, how much is it? Is it hard to kind of take yourself out of it as a fan or being biased because you're you love because Toronto Raptors are your team? Or is it is is it harder to write as like the journalist, as the writer that you are and researching as you are and then kind of go back and forth with being a fan and a writer? Yeah, I mean, I think for this book in particular, like it's something that fans are going to buy, right? And it's something that fans are going to use as like a keepsake to look back on the run, right? And so I wasn't trying to abandon fandom or anything like that. I wasn't like actively rooting or like slandering the Celtics or something like that because typically that's how I would go about my things. But like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I was, you know, I was trying to. The thing I wanted to capture most was sort of the up and down nature of that those second and third rounds and like mm-hmm. the emotional swings that went on. And like that is inherently sort of fan related stuff, right? And I think typically when I'm writing, I don't want to abandon my fandom because people like uh, it's very much like I put it out to bear. Like, yeah, I'm a Raptors fan, like deal with it. Right. And I don't I think there's room for fan based writing and sort of it doesn't all have to be like straight laced or anything like that. And it's not like Alex and I in this book were really sort of revealing anything new, right? It's not like we're undercover, un- uncovering like lost details and stuff like that. It's mostly just like, uh, you know, documenting the season for the history books, I think would be the best way I'd put mm. it down. And, you know, it was, it, you know, I think fans would would appreciate more of a fan tilted sort of lean to it, right? And it's a book about the Raptors. I'm not going to be, you know, while I'm, I'm a complimentary to like Joel Embiid and Giannis and all that stuff, obviously. But like, you know, I did try to sort of keep the thread of like how Raptors fans were feeling throughout 
the the course of those in particular those middle rounds where there were so many swings yeah um i thought that was really important because that was a big part of what the run was right it was just like people's up and down Mm -hmm. and eventually the the finals were kind of mostly up i think and so that kind of was a lot different from the previous two rounds but yeah that, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I like abandoned my fandom to do it, and I think a big part of that is because I'm not reporting necessarily like brand new information about stuff, right? It's mostly just like recounting old quotes from guys and some of the bigger quotes that were sort of shared around over the course of the season, and mm-hmm. just sort of infusing that with a bit of like, yeah, I'm a Raptors fan. Uh, this is how I was feeling while it was all going on. Right. Um, I mean, you've briefly touched upon this, anyways, but knowing that you're a lifelong fan and the fact that it happened, the title was achieved. The the Raptors did it. Many of us were just gobsmacked for like days. I mean, even after the parade, I was like, Oh yeah, we did this. I, I still can't believe it. While you were writing this book, did this flurry of information that you had, all of the, the condensed games, the, the statistics, all of that, did that help you piece all of this together as a fan emotionally, or did it make it even worse because now you're scrambling everywhere looking at all the pieces of evidence not knowing where to start? Like, as a fan, what was it like? Because obviously we'll see the results of what it was like as a journalist, but as a hardcore fan, I mean, does it all make sense now, or is it even more of like a cluster? No, I think it makes sense. Like, yeah, it kind of helped me sort of order my thoughts and sort of, um, I think, recall everything that happened pretty well. And like, I could rattle off what happened in all those games. Now I could rattle off a lot of the stat lines from a lot of those games. And that's something I probably wouldn't have been able to do had I not done this. Um, but honestly, the biggest challenge of it doing it fan wise was like, trying not to jinx it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I'm not superstitious by any means. and I don't think I was going to jinx it. I'm not saying that. But like, I think one of the biggest reactions from people when we published the book was like, wow, that's like some real confidence of you guys like writing this <laughs> book while it's mauled, like before the Raptors have won the title. And I'm like, yeah, I wasn't exactly confident. I was just like hammering it out and like hoping, right? It's like, yeah, I, I really hope this publishes. And it kind of added, I think, an extra level of stress to the uh, the whole process, right? Because it's not only the Raptors might lose the title. It's, oh, I also might lose this book, which would suck a lot of ass. <laughs> yeah, that's like true. All, like all of the hats and shirts that, uh, you know, were made for Golden State that aren't being worn right now. <laughs> yeah, there, there's doing. someone out there who who wrote a commemorative book for the Warriors, right? I mean, that's true. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if you know who that was, but like, yeah, it's, it's, no, de- no. it's written already, right? Well, they had two years in a row. I'm sure that guy's doing well with his books. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, they last year was a guy named uh, something Bellavacqua or something like that. Thomas Bellavacqua. I'm not. I think I've sort of heard the name. I'm not or Bevilacqua. I right. it's a very long name. Um, I knew the guy who was gonna write it in 2016 before they lost, which would have been the most heartbreaking one to have because that's Ooh, definitely yeah. a book that you've got finished. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah so. But yeah, I think for me, what what happened with our book too was that eventually I think we kind of talked the publishers into like, hey, buy this book. I don't know what like what you guys would have thought, but like how the rappers lost the finals. I feel like people still would have bought a book about the season because it was yeah. so new yeah. and maybe not to the same degree 
that you'd buy a championship book, but I think people would have been into it. I mean, we saw how, many, how much people were buying like conference finals gear and stuff, right? So um, we might have gotten something published a little later anyway, although had they lost the 3-1 lead, maybe that would not have been something that came to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the publishers are pretty psyched too. I think they were sick of uh, of Warriors books. And so I think they... Uh, they're also kind of happy that, that the Raptors ended up coming out of the winning side. Yeah. Well, you remember that that graphic at the beginning of the the finals where it was like polling, like who are fans cheering for? And it was like, what, 47 out of the 50 states? So like we're all cheering for the Raptors? I, th- I think you're right in terms of like, you know, everyone's kind of got like warriors. Uh, uh, I don't know what the word is, but they just had too much of it, right? They just wanted that new new blood there, right? So, yeah. I, was I that like a footnote that. in your book? <laughs> Actually, that is that picture <laughs> with your citation. <laughs> i love i love how i i feel like i've always thought about if our my team ever won a championship and i see like the the past couple years golden state near cleveland and they will always have you know the hats and the shirts and then the memorabilia sometimes like a dvd or something like that to commemorate the season and then for now it's finally our turn to be like i i want to watch i want to take all the content as much as possible um even after the parade the post game whatever it is and now that you we have a book to commemorate this and we get to slowly read the highlights like you said sean uh we get to people forget that how much of a roller coaster this postseason was um Mm. i think the the finals was a little bit like i guess i would say a little bit easier because the stretch we had of it versus philadelphia i think philadelphia was probably our toughest matchup um there was a lot of lows uh as much as there were highs so it's going to be very interesting reading this book and be like oh yeah that happened oh yeah i can't believe that happened i totally forgot and then you get to the yeah, finals yeah augustine hit a three in the first game of the playoffs yeah yeah game. you know yeah, nobody like, forgot that one <laughs> that feels like it happened like a year ago like that I'm that's right. way way too long ago <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's intense. It's it's interesting that you say that, Jason, because um, Golden State series is still very fresh in our mind. But in hindsight, yeah, it's so weird because when we were going through the series, it's like this is the top team, you know, they're a dynasty. So the emotions were all there. But now that it's in hindsight, it's like, huh. And you said this, Sean, as well. This really was a little bit more our strength than some of the other series where we were down 0-2 to the best team in the league, Milwaukee. We uh, went to game seven with the 76ers. So in hindsight, it's almost weird that the Golden State series was statistically not much of a roller coaster compared to the other series. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, did you it find was, something it was dramatic, when you were writing? Though. Oh, yeah, it was dramatic. But, like, I guess... Uh, yeah, was there like a lot of hindsight perspective shifts that you occurred while you were writing that maybe affected your writing period where you had to focus on, uh, you know, what priorities you had, Sean? I mean, did that kind of stuff happen? Uh, I'm not so sure that really happened. I think I was able to kind of take myself back to how I was feeling in sort of the context of that given game. Like I, I like as I was rewriting or as I was writing the game four Philly thing and like writing the preamble for it. I was like, man, I was sad going into this game. I was <laughs> expecting the worst. And I, I don't think I look back at that as some like triumph or anything like that. It ended up being that obviously, but I think in the moment it was like, all right, on to the next, like they got this win. That was crazy. Kawhi hit that mm-hmm. three. They're, they're far from being done in the series. 
Um, so no, I, I don't think I like changed the way I wrote about the games based on how I know the outcome ended up being. Um, I think I was pretty able to kind of get back in sort of my headspace for those games because, um, I mean, it's a pretty familiar headspace. Like <laughs> the Raptors stressful in the playoffs, like that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there was Tadrina to exist, but um. You know, this is a good time to, because I, I, knowing me, I'm going to forget this at the end, but like, uh, can you just uh, tell our listeners where can they find the book? Yes. Um, you can find it uh, right for pre-order, pre-order right now. I think it's on shelves on the 25th, but uh, for now you can order on Indigo and Amazon, uh, Canada, US, uh, and it's like 1775 or something like that on Indigo right now. Um, so yeah consider that it would be very nice of you to do so we're doing pretty well with the sales and whatnot right now it seems although i don't know how to actually get any actual numbers on it but we're doing okay i think and another thing too i'll tell people it's not just like writing about the games like there's a lot of beautiful photography in there as well um it's just it's it's got a ton of great photos from the entire playoff run and i think we're really gonna want to sort of like look back and not just read the stuff but see the stuff as well